Welcome back. We are glad you have chosen to join us for part two of Pastor Tim's message, Our Heavenly Home, from Hebrews 11, 9 through 10, and 14 through 16. As we continue, Pastor Tim shares that heaven is about the promise that God has made to us. Understanding what scripture says to us about heaven creates a craving and a longing to be there and to be together with other believers. Here's Pastor Tim. There's so many times that the Bible uses the word together. In fact, one of the first times in eternity that the word is used is when Jesus comes back to get his church. And it says that we will meet them, how? Together, in the clouds with the Lord Jesus. Together. That togetherness shows me that we will indeed know one another. That that's really becomes the question. Sean alluded to it even earlier in our, in our service today. Will we really know one another when we get to heaven? Well, yeah. Of course you're going to know one another. The Bible says that you will know even as you are known, that you'll know those that you've known before. You'll know those that you've never even met before. Let me give you a good example. Mount of Transfiguration. Jesus goes up on top of it, takes Peter, James, and John with him, right? They're standing up there, and suddenly two other people appear. Do you remember who they are? They're Moses and Elijah, right? And immediately, Peter, James, and John knows who, who Moses and Elijah are. Now, they didn't have a Bible with pictures in it. <laughs> so, you know, and they didn't show up on the Mount of Transfiguration with a hello, my name is Moses tag. So how did they know? They just knew. How are you going to know? You just know. You just know. You will know them in perfection. I, I, think, I think in these next few weeks as we talk about heaven maybe a little bit more, I think that's probably one of those questions that we might need to dig down into a little bit. But know this today. Heaven is a community. Heaven is a place where you will be reunited with your family and with your friends, with the Old Testament saints of old, with the New Testament saints of old, with saints that are, are today all the way on the other side of the, of the earth, people that you may have never met before, people that you may never have really even hardly known before. Do you know the name John Newton? I think you're going to see him there. Sean knows him. John Newton was the one who wrote the, the, uh, the hymn Amazing Grace. And if you know anything about his story, John Newton was not a good guy, you know? I mean, John Newton was, well, he was a bad guy. I'll just put it that way. He was just a bad guy until the Lord got a hold of him. This is what John Newton said. When I get to heaven, I shall see three wonders there. The first wonder will be to see many there whom I did not expect to see. <laughs> you know some folks like that? So my first wonder is people I didn't expect to see there. The second wonder, he said, will be to miss many people who I did expect to see. The third and greatest of all will be to find myself there. Heaven is a place about community. Let me give you a third. Heaven, our heavenly home, is a comfort. It's a comfort. It's not just about the place. It's not just about the people. It's about peace. Real, lasting, eternal peace. 
When Jesus said, my peace I give to you, he says, not as the world gives. I'm giving you my peace, which is lasting, which, which goes through the difficult times when peace of the world gets ripped away from you. His peace still remains. It's His glorified eternal peace that He is giving to us. Let me draw your attention again down to verse number 16. I want you to see a word there that we have said before is really the key word to understanding the book of Hebrews. It's the word better. He says, now they desire a better, a better place, a better country, a heavenly country. You know, what he's been saying is, he's talking about those who they have come out of one country, and now they want something better. He says, they could go back to their own country. They don't want to go back to their own country. They want something better. You may look at your life and say, man, I wish we could just go back. You know, I wish we could go back to church the way church used to be. (laughs) That's not the place for the amen, by the way. Um, You know, you may say, I want to go back to my family being like my family used to be. I want to go back to my kids being like my kids used to be. I, I, I want to go back to America being what America used to be. I want to go back to... I want something better. I mean, as good as it might have been, it's not nearly as good as it could be. And God has something far better designed for us. Home is to be better. A comforting place because it is not only familiar to me, but because it's also filled with the people that I love and where I can just simply be myself. And you've been away for any long period of time. You know good and well, as good as it is to be away, ain't nothing like coming home, is there? Ain't no bed like your bed, right? Heaven kind of feels like that. It's just a comfort to be there. Let me give you this last one. Our heavenly home is a craving. It's a craving. It's about the prospects of what's to come. It's about the promise that God has made to us. If I really began to understand heaven, not in in terms of country music or even gospel music, if I began to understand heaven in terms of the Scriptures, there would be a craving and a longing in my heart to go there. You know the old, the old story, the old joke, the preacher said something about, uh, you know, who, who all wants to go to heaven? Everybody in the congregation raised their hands up, one old guy, you know, and he kept on after him. You know, how many of y'all want to go to heaven? Yeah, me. How many of y'all want to go to heaven? Me. You know, this guy never would raise his hand. You know, finally at the end of the service, the preacher goes back to him and said, hey, man, I keep saying, who wants to go to heaven? You don't ever raise your hand. He said, I thought you were getting up a group now. (laughs) See, the truth of the matter is, is that we should be saying, hey, can we go now? Now, you may look and say, well, there are other things I want to enjoy in this world. It's not going to be anything better. I want to see my kids grow up, watch them grow up in eternity. 
I, I want to I see them get married. I want to see them graduate. I want to see, see babies. I want to see, you know, what, whatever you can imagine that is the best that this world has to offer. It dims in comparison to what God has in store for you. And here's the sad truth. There are a bunch of people in church that don't believe that. Abraham believed that. Take a tour with me real quick. Look, if you will, back to verse number 10. He waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Look at verse 14. They declare plainly that they seek a homeland. Verse number 16. But now they desire a better, a heavenly country. He's waiting. He's seeking. He is desiring. Let's stop acting like heaven is a myth and immerse ourselves in the truth of God's Word where He provides for my homesickness. It's that hope of eternity, those prospects, that craving and desire that helps me get through all of this stuff. Florence Chadwick is the lady that you've been seeing on your screen with your notes today. She was the first woman to swim the English Channel both directions, 21 miles each, each trip. So the 4th of July, 1952, Florence Chadwick decided she wanted to swim from the island of Catalina to the mainland coast of California. It's 20 miles. 20 miles of treacherous swimming. Even though it's 4th of July, you can imagine what that part of California is like. It was foggy and it was cold. Remember Mark Twain said the coldest, summer ever, or the coldest winter he ever spent was the summer in San Francisco. <laughs> right? So it's cold and it's foggy and she's in the water swimming. After swimming for 15 hours... And said that, you know, they, when, when they swim like that, they're not out there by themselves. There are boats that are with them. They're there, people to help them. And so there are boats that are with her. She couldn't see the boats. She could hear them, but couldn't see them. So after 15 hours, she decided, I've had enough. I just can't go on any farther. Her mother was one of those that were in the boat, in one of the boats. He kept saying, come on, Florence. You can do this. You're so close. You're so close. I mean, who wouldn't believe their mama, right? You know? So she stayed in there and she swam and swam and swam and then finally just couldn't do it any longer and begged to be pulled out of the water. When she got aboard the boat, she discovered that she was less than a quarter mile from shore. The next day, she was in a press conference and they were asking her, I want to read you what she said. She said, all I could see was the fog. I think if I could have just seen the shore, I would have made it. Some of you don't think that you're going to get through this life. And maybe one of those reasons is, is that you're caught in a fog and you just can't see the shore. Look back at these verses. 
Can you see it? Remember what Jesus said. Can you see it? The longing that you have in your heart where you just know, I mean, you just inherently know that this is not your home. Can't you see it? Let me ask you to bow your head and close your eyes. Can you see it? If you can, you'd see Jesus. And you'd see Jesus beckoning you. Saying, come on. Have you ever given your heart to Jesus? I mean, really. Really, truly decided to follow Him. Ali asked Jesus to come in her heart. And Jesus said He would. Truth is, is that if you would ask Him to come in your heart, He would too. Aaliyah followed that up with letting everybody know she asked Jesus in her heart by being baptized. You ever let anybody know? You ever followed Him in baptism? You ever found a church where you just fit, it just fits. If, if this is that kind of place, I want to ask you to let this be your church. If you need Jesus in your heart, I want to ask you to ask Him. If maybe it's just a time to kind of reorient your thinking, you know, begin to think about heaven in a different way. Maybe you just need to spend some time talking to the Lord about that. Maybe it's your actions, your attitudes, your thoughts that just don't match up, you know, with the person going to heaven. If you want to get those things straightened out, I want to invite you to do that today. You can come to the altar. You can come to me. I'm going to wait right here. Whatever you need to do today, we want to help. Okay? Jesus, all around this room are people. They're people. People that you have gone to prepare a place for. Would you gently remind them today of who you are. Would you gently remind them today of whose they are? Father, if that's not where it's supposed to be, draw them to yourself. Draw them into righteousness today. Help them to see it before they ever get to see it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Stand with me where you are. I want Sean and them to sing for us. If you want to sing, sing. If you want to pray, pray. If you need to come, then come on. Let's do it.
What a great question Pastor Tim asks. Can you see it? Are you focused so much on this world that you have lost sight of what God has in store for you as a believer? Look up and see God and all He has promised for you today. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is office at BrittDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.